It's a blowout, eighth inning, 10-3. Bases are loaded for Verlander, who waits out a real finish. He swings, and it's a high fly ball, deep center field. It is gone, home run, and a huge backflip to celebrate. All right, Ben, start the show already. What's up, everybody? Welcome into Flippin' Bats, presented by Taco Bell. I've made it to Atlanta. Last night, an awesome game, too. The Astros tie up the series. It was a late, late night. We had the live post-game show down on the field. Woke up at 4.45 this morning to get to the plane, but I've made it. And I'm down here on Truist Park. We're going to round the bases off the top of this show, and where better to start than this stadium? This place is awesome. I've never been here before. This is my first time experiencing this. And you know what's going to be awesome is game three. I promise you that. This place is going to be electric. 80,000 people expected here. 50,000 in the stadium, 30,000 out on the plaza, and a red out is expected. I'm a sucker for things like that. A white out, a black out, but they're doing a red out here for game three that takes place on Fox Friday night. The cheapest ticket to get in here right now online, $1,000. You know this place is going to be bumping. This place is going to be really cool. Every little thing about this stadium I find cool. You know what? I thought One thing I thought when I walked in here, this stadium, is the rooftop is really cool. It's all blue and red. The A that you see behind me is really cool. This place is awesome. I'm a big fan, and I'm excited to see it during game three. But let's head on over to second base and talk about one thing I'm really looking forward to during the game, a a managerial decision that we can look forward to. And it's what's going to happen with this no DH thing. We all know in the American League there's a DH, in the National League there isn't. The team that I think it affects more, the Astros, Jordan Alvarez, Michael Brantley, Kyle Tucker. What are you going to do with those guys? What are you going to do with Jordan? He's been DHing a lot. He's been the DH of this team for the better part of this season. Well, I don't know. One thing I do know is when I was walking around this place checking it out, Jordan Alvarez came on out and was taking some ground balls in left field. So that seems pretty telling to me. I think he may be playing some left field in this series. But that's an important factor. It really plays into this series for the Astros. Those are their guys, Kyle Tucker, Michael Brantley, and Jordan Alvarez. What do you do? Do you play Jordan in left? Michael Brantley in center, Kyle Tucker in right, or or vice versa there in in center and right? Or do you play somebody else in center? I don't know, but you can't really afford to lose those guys in the lineup. So this is big for this Astros team, and this is big for this series. The series now shifts to Atlanta, where I'm here on the field at Truist Park. What are the Astros going to do with this no DH situation? But we will find out in Game 3. So heading on over to third base, let's talk about Game 3. Game 3 preview tomorrow night, Friday on Fox. We got Ian Anderson going for the Atlanta Braves, and we have Luis Garcia going for the Houston Astros. I'm excited for this one. We saw Luis Garcia have a dominant outing in the ALCS, but this is going to be his first ever start on the biggest stage in the world. This is the biggest stage in the world for baseball, and Luis Garcia gets to experience that for the first time. Both of these guys are young. Ian Anderson's going to experience it for the first time because the Atlanta Braves haven't been here since 1999. There hasn't been a home World Series game in Atlanta in over 20 years. So we can talk all about this Game 3 preview and who's going to pitch. One thing I can preview for you is this place. 
is going to be really fun, and it's going to be exciting to watch. You're going to pick up on it, even on TV. You're going to see how awesome this place is. But like I've talked about before with this series, this is a key thing in this series for me is who scores first. Can the Astros shut them down in the top of the first? Because whenever they do that, they seem to bring the offense. They seem to score in the bottom of the first. So, so keep an eye on that. Ian Anderson has struggled throughout the playoffs. Can he come out in the top of the first in front of 80,000 people and have a shutdown inning against an offense that's been here time and time again? I don't know. I know the moment can get to him. So, so look for Luis Garcia on the other side after that top of the first, getting into the bottom of the first, a bunch of people here rooting against him. He was very vocal about how much the adrenaline helped him in his last start. A lot of people came off and said, hey, how did you throw your five hardest pitches of, your, of the season in, in this game when you didn't even have a great game before and you came out with an injury? And he said, you know what? It was adrenaline. That adrenaline took, took over and the rest was history. I just, I just flew off the adrenaline. So look for that. I know the adrenaline's going to be pumping, but it's not easy to hone that in. It's not easy to channel that adrenaline, and he's going to have a bunch of it. So the starting pitching matchup is a huge one. I talked about it last night in my live postgame show. The first inning, I think, for the Houston Astros makes all the difference in the world. If they can score in that first inning and shut down the Braves, this team has shown that they're going to carry that. This offense is going to show up when that happens. So look out for that. Look out for that first inning. And then another key factor that I talked about last night was the Houston Astros starters. Can they go five innings? One thing I said that I was predicting for the rest of this series is that if the Houston Astros starting pitchers go five innings or more, I predict that they're going to win the game. If they go five or less innings, I think the Atlanta Braves are going to win the game. So look out for that starting in Game 3 Friday night. But another key factor, and this is heading on over to home, the Astros' experience. They thrive on the road. They thrive in hostile environments. They've become the villain of this league. They've owned into it. They love playing on the road. You know, they had lost five consecutive World Series games at home. But look back to the last time they played in the World Series and went on the road. That was in 2019 against the Nationals, and they went into D.C. and won every single game. They're road warriors. They're not, a, they're not afraid to be here. They're not scared of this stage. They're going to come out tomorrow fired up, and it's going to be a lot of fun to watch this team. You know, we talked to A.J. Hinch, former manager of the Houston Astros, won a World Series in Houston in 2017, now a current manager of the Detroit Tigers. If you haven't, check out that episode. But I talked to him about this Astros team. How are they so good on the road? What makes them so good on the road? One thing he said is, you know, this core group of guys, they've been together since they were kids. And it's true. You look at Correa and Altuve, and Bregman comes over out of college, but he's a young kid when he, when he gets on this team. They're so young, they've been together for so long. That infield, I talk about this often, but it plays a really key role here in this series, especially being on the road. That infield of Correa, Gurriel, Altuve, and Bregman has played in more games as teammates than any, team, any four teammates in history in the postseason. That's what makes them so good. Look for their experience to show up tomorrow. They're going to come out quick. They're going to come out fast. If Ian Anderson can have a shutdown first inning, I think that changes things. 
you have to get the momentum on your side quickly because the Astros thrive on this. So heading home, home base is the Astros experience. It's going to show up tomorrow. Watch out for that. And that rounds the bases. All right, guys, let's get into a list. We all know that I love me some lists, some top five lists. I've been doing it throughout the year. And now we're two games into the World Series, so let's do a top five World Series performers this far. And I want to start with the guy that led off the World Series with a home run for the first time in history. Jorge Soler starts off this list at number five. This guy is a presence in the Atlanta Braves lineup. You see it no matter where he is in the lineup. Game one, he was hitting leadoff. Game two, he was hitting in the five hole, which I thought was a little interesting shakeup. But look, he's the first person in history to lead off the World Series with a home run, and that is why he is number five on this list. Heading to number four, Jose Urquidy. We just saw him in game two have a great outing on the mound. Punched out seven guys, started off the game with three Ks in the first inning. Gave the Astros a much-needed start on the mound. They needed that game. You know, we saw it in 2019. They lost the first two games at home, but they needed to win that game. They really did. And, and he came out, and he had a great performance for them on the mound and, and punched out a bunch of guys. But most importantly, he had some shutdown innings. He was able to go out there and shut down the Braves when the Astros scored. That's a key thing for pitchers, especially in these big games. When your team can get you a lead, can you go back out there and get the job done? And he did multiple times, and that's why he's number four on this list. Number three, Michael Brantley. I mean, he's hitting over 500. How could you not have him on this list? This guy is a true professional. He just hits. He is the guy that, you know, guys go through slumps, especially throughout a season, especially in big stages. You can't always count on everybody. Michael Brantley seems to be a guy that you can always count on. He's had three hits in one game and two hits in another so far in this World Series. Michael Brantley hitting over 500 through two games and is number three on this list. Number two, Ozzie Albies. He stole everybody a free taco. To be honest with you, that's the main reason he's on this list, but that's not all he's doing. He's gotten a hit in every single game this far. He's making a difference for this team. Let's go back to game one. He gets on base early. He quickly steals a base. That was one of my key to this series for the Braves. They got to do the little things correctly. They have to get on base. They have to get over. They have to score. Ozzy's been doing that for this team. He got on base with an infield single, and then he stole a base, which I predicted, by the way. He's the person I predicted to steal a base and steal a taco. So naturally, I got to have him on this list pretty high. But he's also continued to do things throughout this series. He's a dynamic player. So throughout the rest of this series, watch what Ozzy Albies can do because he's a special player. And number one, Jose Altuve. I just had him on my live postgame show last night. He's my MVP of this series so far. He has now 22 postseason home runs, the second most in history, in the history of this game. Jose Altuve is one of the best players this game has ever seen to this point. He's certainly one of the best Houston Astros, and he's absolutely one of the best postseason players in history, now tying Bernie Williams, friend of the pod, and just a few behind Manny Ramirez. So Jose Altuve rounds out this top five list of top five World Series performers so far. All right, now I want to do a segment that I'm excited for because I haven't been able to do it in a long time, and it is my all-time favorite segment this week in Shohei Otani News. I have a lot to talk about. It started in Houston for game one. 
He won the Commissioner's Award that hasn't been given out since 2014. This is an award that's not given out often. It's the first time in Rob Manfred's tenure as commissioner that he has given this out. And it's given out to somebody that goes above and beyond, does something special, does more for the game than has ever been done before. We all know what he's done this year. It's been very special. I've gone on record saying he will be the AL MVP. I certainly think that happens. But this award is about just more than what he does on the field. It's about everything he's meant to the game of baseball this year. He's bringing new eyes. He's doing new things that we have never seen before. And he won the Commissioner's Award in 2021, which is a prestigious honor, to be honest with you. It is not something that's given out every year. One thing I thought was cool, I was there in the media room when he accepted this. And somebody asked, how cool is it to get this award? And he said, to be honest with you, I don't think I deserve it. But Mr. Manfred wanted to give it to me, so I'll accept it. We all know he deserves it. Uh, he, he is the AL MVP this year, which leads me into more accolades he's already gotten. It's not yet official, the AL MVP officially, but what it is official that just came out is he has been named the MLBPA, which means it's voted on by the players, the AL Most Outstanding Player, and the MLB Most Outstanding Player. This is pretty cool. You know, my brother won the MVP award back in 2011, and he also was voted on by the players for this. And he said, you know, this is pretty cool because it's voted on by your peers. It's pretty special to be voted on it by your peers. This is the guys you're going out competing against. And not only did they vote him the AL most outstanding player, but they voted him as the Major League Baseball most outstanding player. So he just continues to rack up the awards and look for him soon to rack up the American League most valuable player but another great week for Otani just the the awards keep coming but most important is it allowed me to bring back my favorite segment this week in Shohei Otani news all right guys that's going to do it for me here tonight down on the field at Truist Park make sure you're tuned in tomorrow for game three on Fox it takes place right here this place is gonna be awesome 80,000 people expected. A red out is expected. Make sure you tune in immediately following the game for my live Flippin' Bats post-game show presented by Taco Bell. Those shows have been a lot of fun. Live uh, analysis, questions, player interviews. I just had Jose Altuve. You're going to want to tune into those shows. It has been an absolute blast. This has been a fun episode. I will see you guys tomorrow night. It's a blowout. He swings and it's a high fly ball, deep center field, it is gone, home run, and a huge backflip to celebrate.